I don't know, Josh. We can just go ahead and. Are we recording? Yeah, now? we're gonna, I gotta go Get ahead and start. Is there an intro now? Is something changed where we can have an intro, Josh? Welcome to the Marcus Point Gun Club podcast with Josh and Destry. I like it. We have a new board that comes with the music intros on it. All so right. So we're going to try them out today. <laughs> Ooh, nice fade out. Josh, what are you thinking about all I this like stuff? I, I walked into my office today, and there was all this new stuff. Somebody had rearranged the office. They gave us a road. <laughs> Um, what is this thing called? Roadcaster, uh, Roadcaster Pro, Pro. Something, something, yeah. Board. Or yet another upgrade to our podcast experience. We got some some semi-professional equipment now. It's going to be cool. Josh. So, you know, <clears throat> one of the things this comes with, uh, what you, I have, I know nothing about this other than what you showed me this yeah, morning, but right. it comes with its own, like, internal sound and music and stuff. So yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. be... You know, over the course of time, you know, we're not going to do this stuff. Right, right. Uh, but for today, we're playing with buttons. Which, if you thought, if if you put some thought into what you think the people listening would like to hear out of these two, four, six, eight, which one do you think they'd like to hear first? Besides the intro. We did the intro. How about the applause? The applause would have the been applause. good, like, right after the intro. Like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. There we go. I think that's a good idea. The Marcus Point Gun Club podcast is filmed before a live studio audience. Oh my gosh! See, there you go, and and they immediately stop applauding whenever you tell them to. <laughs> well, we have command of the audience. Exactly, that's what it is. I was, uh, I was, um, uh, have you heard about why the? I can't believe I'm going to tell this joke. Why the chicken crossed the road? Why is that? I, 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 to get to the gun shop on the other side. Oh gosh, that was so bad. My time. I don't know why perfect. you keep turning the volume down on that every time. Because then oh, no. you hit the button, you forgot oh. the volume's down. You tell a joke this time. I better go for better. All right. Well, I just came from inspecting a, a shoe store that had burned down. Hmm. Uh, from what oh. I understand, a hundred souls were lost. Oh man. Okay. That better? If I would shut up, it would. That would be there good. You go. We soul. need that to be louder though. <laughs> da, da, da. Absolutely. Oh, Perfect. goodness. Gosh, All there right. you go. I saw a scary movie the other day. It was uh, uh, Jason, I think it was. It was uh, reminded me of back in the 80s. You remember whenever the first uh, scary movie, what yeah. was it? Is it Jason? Uh, it, uh, J- uh, Halloween? Jason, uh, Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, all that yeah. stuff. Man, it was just <laughs> really, really made me scared. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, you, Didn't you do your doctorate the other day? Your doctorate uh, um, uh uh, thesis and uh, there wasn't the the crowd wasn't very happy about it. As a matter of fact, what, oh, and I defended it. Yeah, yeah. remember it was kind of right. Yeah, it was about some numbers and things. Anisotropic properties of three D printed materials. I can't like believe that, yeah. people didn't like that. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the reception academic stuff is met with. <laughs> oh gosh, um, let's just do one more. Okay. All right. So you want to make up something for this one? Um, let's see. <laughs> you are uh, so juvenile. I love it. Well, last uh, last night we started a series on Ruth, and Ruth opens up with um, uh, the death of 
Naomi's husband and her two sons. Mm. I don't know if that works quite well. <laughs> Try, tries to add a humor element to death. I don't know if that works. It doesn't work it's very well. To mind. But anyway, so there you go. Hey, the good news is we can make these our own. We can specialize. Uh, uh, we can customize them. So yes. maybe we'll have some things that are more appropriate. Probably not, but we could. Right. Well, now that we bored people for the first 10 minutes of our podcast uh, let's uh, get into it what i'm interested in is is what we're going to do from here i'm very excited you and i've had so many mm-hmm. conversations about uh the next steps and even without even without really talking about it much we kind of waited 12 months to see if we we're going to continue to do this and yeah. we and we are right and as busy as you are you still make time to come in here and i'm still very excited about Mm-hmm. what we're doing, not just with the gun club, but really the gun club has a lot to do with it, but mm-hmm. expanding there, you know, yeah, uh, a lot of spinoffs, a lot of spinoffs and yeah. with the new board Mike and Frazier from cheers. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. That's right. And cheer. Or Mark and Mindy from happy days. Did you know that was a spinoff? I did. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I sure did. So we're going to spin off some things. Right. And <laughs> hope that as successful as the sitcoms that you mentioned, <coughs> We also have four new microphones, and I, I spent a little bit of time yesterday, uh, and we spent some time today de- uh, tuning them in mm-hmm. with compressions and things like that. So what we can tell is that uh, they sound a lot better, um, but, but we'll, we'll see if you know people can tell the difference, whatever. Yep. One thing we do know is the workflow is going to be a lot easier going from recording to getting it to, um, yes. the, you know, to the public, to our people publics. Yep. So, we'll see what happens. Um, one cool thing that's coming up in, in, in the near future, uh, you know, every year our church does a Spirit of Christmas yes. uh, thing. And um, the date for it this time, uh, what, I think it's the, uh, is it the 12th? I believe that's correct. Uh, the 12th, December 12th. Yeah, December 12th. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, really cool guest. We're going to have Kaylee McEnany here at church. I've heard uh, of her. Former press secretary for Donald Trump. Really, really I think it's going to be really interesting. I've seen her uh, talk about her testimony. Um, for uh, I've seen pieces of it, okay, like on YouTube and stuff like that. So it's going to be really interesting uh, to sort of get her uh, away from the cameras and in mm-hmm. a you know more um, uh, I guess close environment where she can kind of be a little bit more outspoken in in her beliefs and her journey and stuff like that. I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm looking forward to that, and I am intentionally not going to do any research on her um, as, as far as her testimony. I've certainly seen her defend um, uh, Trump's um, actions and the whole uh, the whole um, you know decisions that he's made and uh, his whole platform. Right. And my goodness gracious, is she outstanding at doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about that before. Um, whenever I came in the gun club and said, you guys got to see this girl. <laughs> and all of us were like, Destry. that's Kaylee Magnani. Have, yeah. <laughs> have you not, have you got a TV or anything like that? <laughs> I mean, the truth is I don't have cable or anything. I just work wireless, but I, I've been, st- I was staying away from the news and all that fun stuff. Um, but, uh, I saw her on a clip on a YouTube clip and I was so impressed the way that she handled herself in a very yep. appropriate way, a very educated way. She was able to um, take somebody's jab 
and turn it into a not only an uppercut but a right hook. Yeah. While smiling in 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 the person that she was uh, uh, talking to, I didn't didn't see what he did, but I wouldn't be surprised if he just kind of slowly sat down in his seat and go, I'm not going to say anything else. Right. Because I just don't know. I don't have anything for, the, for her. <laughs> um, I don't know how the left, had, you know, received it, but that's the way I, the way I perceived it. And I'm looking forward. I, was, I didn't know she was a believer. I didn't know anything about her. Yeah. And I was so happy to hear whenever you said she is a sold-out believer and, and uh, uh, evangelical in that, in that way. Right. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I think it's so. Be real good. I'm looking forward to it. Have you heard anything about the format? Is is uh, Pastor Godfrey gonna interview her like he I don't has know. for? Yeah. I've I've heard that's what's gonna happen. Uh, is gonna they're gonna sit down big chairs and he's just gonna talk to her with some. Um, I questions. like that format a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot more educational, I think. Yeah. You know. Um, it's a lot more informal too. Right. Instead of you know, standing at the podium and delivering a, a lecture or right. a speech or something, mm-hmm. just kind of being able to get asked questions and answer them off the cuff. Right. Absolutely. And she, she's good at that. And we're looking forward to it. If you're around Pensacola area, Hey, come see Marcus Point Baptist church. And, uh, mm-hmm. I guess it's going to be 10 o'clock uh, yes. on that date and it will get crowded. Yeah. Get here early. Yeah, it will get crowded. We'll do our best to start on time. Uh, it will, wow, with her, you know what? This place is going to be, it, I would be surprised if there's going to be enough room for everybody. We have plenty of room. We have fallout shelters. <laughs> we have uh, overflow. <laughs> Overflows but, and everything. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, and we'll use all of those. But if you want to be in the building, uh, in the same building, or physically see her, you know, you might want to get here early. And it's going to be shoulder to shoulder. But uh, looking forward to that. We always have great guests that, that come, and she's certainly one of them. Yes. For sure. So, Joshua had class last night? Yeah, we did. Uh, we had a special speaker last night who, um, what was her name again? Her, uh, Bob, Tom, Hair, uh, I don't remember. Okay. Shannon. Shannon. Shannon, that's right. That's Shannon right. M. <clears throat> yes, um, who uh, works in the realm of search and rescue. And uh, she talked a lot of, uh, last night, primarily um, about uh, the issue of human trafficking. Right. And, um, a lot of things that I wasn't aware of about like what, uh, what form of human trafficking, uh, you know, what form it takes because what it looks like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the example she gave is, you know, we sort of have this mental picture in our mind of like the movie taken right? and and Mm -hmm. think of that in terms of human trafficking. And, uh, uh, she was a lot more, uh, clarifying on that, that Mm -hmm. point and that human trafficking isn't, you know, we've we've kidnapped someone, we've taken them overseas to sell them. It could be as simple as trading a favor for a favor. So exactly um, what she said, a favor for something valuable yes. to that person. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and it could be clothes, it could be, you know. Whatever food, they needed. Yeah, whatever they needed, mm-hmm. uh, trading, you know, mm-hmm. trading something for, you know, something you want to get out of them, yeah. you know, and... Um, and, and it happens in every town, no matter how small, no matter how big. Right. It was frightening. Yes, it was. It was frightening to me. Yep. And, and we've invited her back yep. to, um, to, to sort of go more into depth. Right. To what that, what that means. 
So I'm looking forward to uh, to her coming back. Yes, as well. We did invite her back, and um, one thing that stuck out to me about the human trafficking was she recognized somebody that was being trafficked right in front of her eyes. They couldn't see. They could. They couldn't. She couldn't hear them talk. But the way the posture that this mm-hmm. this man was talking to this child. It just got her, what does she call it, her spidey sense up. Her, the, right. the hair on the back of her neck came up. She's, she said that he was, she didn't use this word, but I will, domineering over her in a voice, in, in, with his voice. He was very, uh, it was dictating what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what you're going to do. You're going to go into that store. You're going to do this. You're going to come back out. You're going to get in the car. She didn't say any of that, but that's what she was implying. Right. And uh, that's spawned us to start asking questions about what else can we what else can can we know that will allow us to spot those things? And what do we do right. if, if if we see something like that happening? Yeah. And I thought it was a great question because in Gun Club, you know, we we talk frequently about uh, if somebody if we see somebody getting harmed in in the in, in our vicinity, do we do anything? Mm-hmm. Well, we talk a lot about situational awareness mm-hmm. uh, with respect to like. It is am, am I going into an environment that's potentially dangerous? Yes. Um, what we haven't really dealt with is situational awareness that deals with is someone else that I see are they in a, a potentially mm-hmm. dangerous situation? Right. And, yeah. You know, not necessarily one where you know they need a gun to be pulled out mm-hmm. or whatever, but maybe they're they're in danger because they're being trafficked, or yeah. they're being groomed for trafficking, or. You know, any number of things. And so that, that kind of situational awareness, I think, is, is a new yeah. idea. for It was for me. Anyway. Right. It, it certainly, I mean, there's so many parallels. Remember that video we saw of the girl in Target parking lot yes. getting picked up, physically getting picked up and drug, put in a van, and there was like four or five different people making this happen. Right. And what did it end up being? It ended up being this was a teenage girl whose parents were moving, uh, uh, you know, out of state or whatever, and she had enough and was like, I'm not moving. Yep. And so she, she just got out of the van and started walking in Target, and, like, you know, and, and they went and got her back in. So it's, it's one of those things that when you look at, it, look at it on the cameras and all this stuff, it looks like someone's being abducted. Man, does it. But wow. when you... You know, read the police report and because, you know, other people thought the same thing yeah, and reported right. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and come to find out, it was just a teenage daughter who was rebelling. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. Maybe, you know, it, wow. And her parents responding. It's such a step out, but they could have saved her from human trafficking. Yeah. You know what I mean? She yeah. said she wasn't going to move. Right. You know, and who knows what would have happened to her. Yeah. But, you know, a situation like that. Um, you know, we, we kind of laugh when we find out what, what the real situation was, but it's, it's much more desirable to see that other people were willing to report that and everything, right. even though it was something, you know, because what hmm. if it hadn't been uh, right. innocent enough? What if mm-hmm. that really was a girl being abducted from a, a yep. Target parking lot, Absolutely. shoved into a van and driven off? Much rather, you know, err on the side of reporting whoever it was and them having to go through and, and explain what's going on. Right. Because you know that family had to delay their move or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? That's fine. That's fine. At least, you know, you, you did what was right. Right. I mean, that's... I was struck by the people in that video 
that did not do any, who knows, as far as I know, those are the people that called. I have no idea, right. but they looked like they were going, I don't want to have anything to do with this. I think one lady actually had to move her, walk away, yeah. you know, around her to, to <laughs> watch the, the girls being picked up and brought to the van. She walked around her or something. Right. Um, but anyway, so I, I, I frightened to think what could have happened if you're, whenever you have a firearm, you've got to, you've got to think differently. Yeah. You've got to think differently. What, what would have you, what would have I done, uh, if we were in that parking lot, mm -hmm. you know, would you have pulled, I can, I will, I, I sitting here right now, I can say, no, I would still not have pulled my firearm because there's just too many things you don't know. Right. Video, get the license plate number, whatever, physically try to take her back. I don't know, mm -hmm. but no, I would not, uh, you know, use a firearm. It's just, it's just too much. It's just too much, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, but people, you know, many people would, Yeah. maybe I would, I'm just guessing, you know, I'm yeah, thinking that I wouldn't. <clears throat> it's easy to analyze it afterwards yeah. and try to decide what you would have done mm -hmm. but when you're in this situation mm -hmm. and you don't have time to analyze mm -hmm. or think. No doubt. I'm afraid of that situation. Yeah. <laughs> but that's well, that, why we have these conversations that's all right. the time. That's why we have uh, the conversations in, yeah. in the club. In to the, to club. at least improve our chances of doing the right yep. thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, so that was, that was good last night uh, whenever she, she was there. And she talked a little bit about um, using the canines mm -hmm. to search for people. And that always gets people excited about you know yeah. whatever this topic if, if there's a canine involved you know that yep. tends to lean towards that um doggies doggy dogs so when she comes back maybe she'll bring one i don't know right. um but with what else did she say josh that uh, that it could look like like trafficking um could look like did, did she mention anything else you remember um it was really just kind of scratching the surface last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. But what it what it did was uh, open up the door for her to come back, and um, she actually mentioned a like a, an intro course that's in right. this stuff. That's like a two hour course, or whatever. So I, I would be excited. I don't know if you know what her schedule or availability is, but it'd be neat to have her come and do like a series. It would be, wouldn't it? On you, that. One I mean, break class, it, yeah, whatever. break it up into a couple of half hour chunks or something. Absolutely. Kind of like what we do with uh, how we're ending up to our, our study of shotguns. Right. Uh, we have like one or two left on that. Oh, there. Oh, I thought we were done with that. We got coming through. Oh, okay. Nope. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke last night. Nope. Um, I took a picture of her, her website, of the website or the Facebook page that she, um, that she uses uh, or that the company she uses. And I wanted to, to read that here in a second. Um, Josh, that Facebook page is class kids search center. So class is spelled K L A A S K I D S. Josh, I'll repeat that again. The Facebook Facebook page is K L A A S K I D S. Is that class or class? I don't know. Seems, seems like it would be like an old world. It would. It Salt does. Or I think Klaus. it was named after a, a girl who was, that's right. She said it was a girl that was taken from her oh, okay. uh, room and her last name was Class or her first name was Class. <clears throat> K-L-A-A-S-K-I-D-S-S-E-A-R-C-H, Center, C-E-N-T-E-R, for missing and trafficking kids. Okay. 
Class Kids Search Center. Man, I'll tell you what, that's a that's a subject that really, man, it's just terrifying to think about mm-hmm. how something can happen so um, quickly. Right. It it really gives you insight into just the nature of evil mm, uh, overall. I mean, it, it's especially uh, you know, applicable to what's going on in the Supreme Court today where they're hearing the Roe v. Wade arguments. Oh, my goodness everything. gracious, yeah. Because, I mean, right. <clears throat> you evil surrounds us. I mean, even before birth, you're yeah. surrounded by evil, uh, you know, with, with the um, uh, uh, people's belief in the right to abortion mm, and then afterwards right. people's uh you know getting into the the trafficking at all ages and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's really i mean if ever there was a need for the gospel it's today boy i tell you what there is evil out there josh i've been um uh, spending a little bit of time wa- watching old 70s and 80s forensic files mm-hmm. you know something about that just intrigues me um Dude, there's evil people walking around right next to you and I. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are cases. These are real cases of, of, of people that are just, they've have they've gone wrong, man. Right. And it just seems, some of them seems like they came out of the womb wrong. I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but. Well, it's, it's a basic human condition because one of mm-hmm. the frightening things to realize is that as evil as, uh, as evil as those people are, all of us have the capability of, that. of, <laughs> of descending into that kind of evil given the right circumstances. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. That, that, that and the fact that uh, the ones that have fallen in that uh, way look just like you and I. Mm-hmm. That's, that's hugely scary to me because we want to think that they, look, they would have three arms or you know horns right. come out of their head, but dude, they look just look at Jeffrey Dahmer. He's a good look. He was a good looking guy. Yeah. You know, he could, he could have been on a magazine. He was, he was on a lot of magazines right. for the wrong reason. Um, and if I can, if I can say this without sounding, um, unsens- uh, insensitive, um, Ted Bundy, after watching that one special that I saw and how he interacted with people, right. He could be very friendly. Yeah. And very engaging. He was friendly and engaging until he turned, until he wasn't. Right. You know? So but by then it was too late. By then it was too late. He could come into this church and and he was a part of the Republican Party for a while and he had ambitions of, uh, of uh, had some political ambitions. Right. And uh, was a part of a church and all that. It could happen here. And he yeah. wasn't even found because he was being, he, he was actively engaged in, right. in killing that's right it just happened to be a routine stop a routine stop in pensacola florida yeah i go by miles from here i go by that place practically every day yeah and i just think man he got arrested right there well he's going, probably going in to get something to eat or something if it was a restaurant then i don't know yeah but anyway that it's just just wickedly scary yeah um but um we transitioned into the Bible study, mm-hmm. and everybody sat back up and went, "Okay, let's let's hear, <laughs> let's hear something good." And we immediately started by learning about three people's death and that's how evil right. Israel was. That's right. So. That's right. It's it, but it was a still it was a good class. It was informative. It was it was good. Um, you introduced last night what we're going to be talking about for the next um, right. Bit. Well, you know, coming up on the Christmas season, uh, I always like to do some sort of series that uh, re- relates to something Christmassy. Right. And 
we just finished a series uh, where we were studying this idea from the Old Testament of the cities of refuge because we we asked yeah. the question about how murder was mm-hmm. uh, was was punished in the Old Testament and uh, we talked about uh, the role of uh, a person called the the near kinsman or mm-hmm. the revenger of blood and that that near kinsman uh, who was you know if if you know someone was killed it was his next closest uh, male relative, it was his job to exact revenge uh, because the punishment for murder was death. Well, they didn't have, you know, the the police force and everything that we have now. Uh, so that duty fell on the revenger of blood, the near kinsman. And the near kinsman had multiple roles, uh, one of which was the re- revenger of blood. But uh, uh, another role that he had was uh, talked about in the book of Ruth. And mm-hmm. so... Since we were on that topic and we uh, finished that series about the cities of refuge uh, and how the cities of refuge were a picture of Christ, going right into Ruth, following that theme of the near kinsman and how uh, Boaz is also a picture of Christ and Ruth is a picture of us, Mm -hmm. uh, the church, um, it it lent itself well to being a seamless transition uh, between two series. And I'm I'm looking forward to to continuing that in the... uh, weeks ahead i think we all are you, you introduced it really well last night uh, to get people's interest up and um i i, I like that book that uh um i've always enjoyed her character mm-hmm. uh and how strong she was um I mean, she's one of the strongest ladies in the bible right i mean yeah well uh in, in a couple of ways yes in a couple of ways no because mm-hmm. she was in a very uh a very desperate circumstance mm-hmm. um ruth being a Moabite, she was born in, in the country of Moab and married to uh, Naomi's son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how the book of Ruth starts out is there was a famine. This was during the time of the judges. There was a famine in the land, and a guy named Elimelech and his family had to leave, go to the land of Moab and search for food and was there for 10 years. And while they were there, Elimelech died, his two sons died, and mm-hmm. that left uh, Naomi and her two daughters-in-law by themselves mm-hmm. with no system of support. And, and so that's, that's why, uh, Naomi and, and then Ruth followed her, uh, ended up back in, uh, the land of Judah because they had no husband. They had mm-hmm. no, uh, you know, no means of support right. and they were in a time of famine and they heard that, you know, there was food starting to come back around in Judah. Mm-hmm. And so they came back with nothing and wow. uh, were just gleaning in the fields. Mm. And um, so it, it, it mm. was, it started out as, you know, very desperate circumstances, but through, through God's working and through that, that, um, that huge display of grace yeah. uh, on the part of Boaz, um, we see them coming through it, not only surviving it, but, uh, you know, coming out for the better. Right. Boaz was a huge guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, he was mm-hmm. an important guy in in the in, in the nation there. Now you you said gleaning in the fields, weren't they? Uh, they were getting whatever was left over, right after the plows, or how did that work? Right. Well, uh, you know, in in today's society in America, we think of like welfare. If you don't right. have a job, yeah. if you don't have any means of support, mm-hmm. there's a, a government system in place. 
and you know whether or not you agree or disagree with that, it exists. It exists, right? Well, in in the Old Testament, they didn't have welfare, mm-hmm. um, so the means of support for helping the widows, helping the uh, the fatherless and the orphan, you know, all these people who need help, as uh, as a landowner went through his fields to for harvest, they were only allowed to go through once. Mm-hmm. And after going through the field one time, they weren't allowed to go through it again. Oh, okay. Anything that was left or missed or, you know, dropped off, fell off of the, you know, the wagon mm-hmm. or what, whatever they're using, that had to stay there. And then people who were in need could come through and they could uh, pick gotcha. up all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what gleaning was. It was a system okay. of, of helping those who were poor and destitute okay. and, and were in need. Gotcha. And that's how Ruth ended up meeting Boaz. Cause mm-hmm. she just, and, and, and I like how the Bible puts it by hap. She by found hap. herself in, in <laughs> Boaz field. So she just happened to be pick the right field mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. Boaz noticed her. And uh, not only, uh, not only noticed her, but and we'll talk about this next mm-hmm. week. But uh, told <clears throat> told her, uh, don't stay behind and glean. Hang out with the people that are doing the harvesting. And he even told the people that were harvesting, let her take whatever she wants. Oh, <laughs> he had the hots for her. <laughs> yeah, right off the bat. And uh, and uh, you know she went <laughs> back to her her mother in law Naomi with a huge, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, store of, mm. of barley and. Mm. And uh, her mother-in-law's like, "What? Who's who's whose field did you go to?" <laughs> and when she said Boaz, immediately Naomi's like, "He's a near kinsman. He's related to us, you know." And so that you know the whole story starts to unfold mm-hmm. uh, from there. And it's a mm-hmm. it's really an amazing story, uh, especially when you figure out uh, when you start to learn about uh, who Boaz is and yeah. who his, what his background is, because his mom was Rahab from Jericho. Wow. <laughs> and, My uh, goodness gracious. You know, that's why, you know, in the time of the judges, when everything was described as, you know, men were doing that, which was right in their own eyes. Right. And mm-hmm. You see all the evil mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and paganism and stuff uh, taking root in Israel. You have this guy, Boaz, who wasn't really partaking in any of that. Mm-hmm. He was like mm-hmm. this good guy in a mm-hmm. nation full of people who are doing that, which was right in their wow. own eyes. And, wow. you know, this is this is speculation, but when you look at who his mother was, you can mm-hmm. kind of envision him as a boy mm-hmm. getting, you know, his, his friends were getting in, into all these things they shouldn't have been getting into. And there's Boaz's mother saying, nah, I left that. Right. We're not going to do that in this house. And, and things <laughs> back then, what you're talking about isn't drugs and drinking and all that stuff. It, it was uh, uh, worshiping. Uh, false gods right right That's well i mean the, the the drugs and alcohol would have been part of that too because yeah, all right. yeah, those were so. all pagan practices sure, that sure, were okay. employed in the worship okay. uh, of these pagan gods gotcha. uh, you know in in moab in particular uh the the religion of moab was uh gods that demanded human sacrifice mm. in some cases hmm. you know it, it it talks about the gods of moab in other parts of the bible wow, okay. and uh okay. you, you get some 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 really neat insight into uh, into that background, but mm-hmm. you know when when you think of Boaz's mom being a Gentile, mm-hmm. it makes sense that Boaz would be cool with it. You know, having a Gentile yeah. wife because his mom was a Gentile. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it does. Bruce I mean, reminds him of his mom. <laughs> whenever you said that last night, I thought, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But you know, 
I mean, it takes a lot of study. It takes a, a you did an intensive study on that on mm -hmm. that book, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. uh, or in genealogy in general. Yeah, and, and you've taught uh, yeah, us that's so where much. the skull comes out is in the genealogies, and so we're going to go back to the genealogies. Uh, at the end of Ruth, it's, it's so really good, amazing because Ruth ends with a genealogy. Okay, and there's a All tremendous right. amount of information there. Awesome. Uh, that has to do with Christmas. Things make sense whenever you learn more about the genealogy, how people were related to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she was pretty attractive, wasn't she? If I remember the Bible right, wasn't she a very stunning woman? Yeah, yeah, like the Bible doesn't say she was hot or right. anything, mm -hmm. but it, it does <laughs> definitely paint the picture of uh, this young woman catching the eye of Boaz. That's what I thought. I, was, I, remember, I remember that. I, there's so many things about that book that I, that whenever you mention them, it spawns, oh, yeah, that's right. That's it. It, I remember it read like a a tragic love story kind of. Yeah. Right. And Started out tragedy, mm -hmm. ended up really good. Right, right, right. And, uh, and, and there's some... Some weird things in it too that if you don't if you don't know some of the history or the genealogies uh, sound like really bad things like mm -hmm. we'll get to this at at, at the end but um, you know after Ruth and Boaz you know fall in love and they get married and, and everything uh, like almost like a wedding toast people are, are saying I hope your house is like the house of Therese. Um and you know, you kind of brush over that mm -hmm. unless you know the genealogies and you think, well, wait a second. Ferez was this illegitimate son of a relationship between uh, Judah and, and a harlot in, <laughs> back in mm. uh, back in the early uh, uh, parts of the Old Testament. Like, why in the world would that be a wedding toast? Doesn't sound like a compliment, it does it? It doesn't sound like a compliment at all <laughs> until, you, until you find out through the genealogies, mm -hmm. what that what they were actually saying in that they weren't they weren't saying I hope your house is like the the you know the illegitimate son of a harlot right. you know, they weren't saying that they were referring to a specific uh, birthright okay that uh, was denied to fair and we'll get it we'll get okay. into that it, it's really really neat is that is that uh, that be a good teaser for next week well, yes. we okay awesome. Um, awesome I don't know if we'll get all the way to that next week okay I've okay tentatively planned it for a three week series okay gotcha but we gotcha. will get into it excellent that's a, it's a very very cool part at the end of Ruth fantastic fantastic. Josh, you got to go do engineering stuff, brother. Yes. Um, anything else you want to mention before we go? I don't think so. Man, I am so thankful for this board. These new microphones. We didn't even mention the microphones. Oh, yeah. We have a new board and new microphones. And we're going to get uh, more stuff, too. But uh, it's a good start. It is a good start. Beautiful start. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Ooh, do we have an outro? We button? do have an outro right about here. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the same as the intro. It is. Okay. I call it the intro-outro. Makes sense. I don't Maybe know if it'll work, but... We should figure out how to play it in reverse. <laughs> All right.